You're listening to the Athletic Motion Golf Podcast. I'm Mike Renato, and I'm here with my good buddy and co-founder in AMG, Sean Webb. We have one goal with this podcast, to help you improve your game. We're going to do that by showing you what the best players in the world do, and then show you how to incorporate those same moves into your own swing. And we're going to do it all in 15 minutes or less. Today's episode is brought to you by Live View Golf. We use the Live View Pro every day in lessons because it gives our golfers the necessary feedback for improvement. The Live View Pro is like having a swing studio in your pocket. It's a tool we recommend to anyone serious about improving their swing. Check it out at liveviewsports.com backslash AMG to get $40 off at checkout. A lot of people asking our opinions and emails about different training aids. And mm. probably one of the most common training aids or one of the most common categories of training aids is stuff to help you swing faster, right? Who doesn't want to pick up club head speed? Uh, nobody. And most of the training aids in the market, I'm trying to think of one that's not this way. Most of the speed training products don't have a club face. And think about that for a second. So the question is, you know, can you get faster for golf? Not move faster. Can you build a faster golf swing without using a golf club? In theory, you probably could. You can probably move faster you for sure. You could probably swing it faster. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But there's one major issue with that, right? Yeah. I mean, what's the number one? Was it? What's the number one key to hitting the ball straight? It would be. It would to be hitting it straight. Face to path. Yeah. If you can do that, in theory, you could swing that thing anywhere you wanted to. Well. All right, let's take that one more step further. What's the number one key to faster ball speed, which is the determinant for faster sh- longer shots? You'd be hitting the ball in the center of the face with the right, with good path and good face angles. Okay, so of those two things, hitting it fairly straight and hitting faster ball speeds require a club face. Yeah, it, yes, it does. <laughs> and, and, you know, the, the problem is when you grab one of these training clubs with no club face on it you're not having to manage that mass offset from the shaft that's a that's it's not like it's not game. like training baseball where no. you're holding the sweet spot that's my problem with these things when the club face is not offset, it's like a hockey stick it's yeah. off the what you're holding exactly the sweet spots not you, what you're holding golf is learned to manage that the whole game of golf is learned to manage a face that's offset from the bat yes right? yes so if you're not training with that Especially if you haven't already trained in really good, granted, you get some really good players that have already. You know, well, that that's like a, that's a great point. You, that's yeah. exactly what I was thinking. Of. I give you that. When you see these pros doing it, who've Mickelson's been squaring a club face since he's three years old. He couldn't not square the face. Right. That's different than the guy who sits at his desk or just picked up golf in his 30s. Doesn't have a baseline yet. Doesn't have that those years and years and years of just fine motor skills squaring the face. Um, those are two different animals as far as who's going to benefit from using those things. Uh, but even then, you don't see, you see Bryson training, swinging fast, especially when he's doing his speed sessions at a tournament and stuff. He's not pulling out training aids. He's using his driver and try to just kill it on every swing. He's not worried about it hitting the target. When he's speed training, but he's still making sure he's getting that face around because that's what he has to rely on on the golf course. Yeah, I've got my own story about this. So I, years ago, I had a really good, good player. It was a 
college player. And it was when these training aids first started kind of becoming popular. He was a good player, hit draws, nice little draws, tight draws. And then he goes home for Christmas break and, you know, starts trying to get more club head speed. He comes back hitting the biggest banana slices I'd ever seen. I'm like, what the, what is going on with you, dude? Overswinging, left wrist, super cupped at the top, lagging it way more than he ever had and just blocking it off the planet. And he told me what he'd been doing. I said, well, that that's an issue because if you're not, if you're not able to train your normal wrist angles and release, it's you might get faster, but you you could be not everybody. You could be creating some problems with your golf swing, your face to path relationship, which is the way you hit it straight. So we had to back him off it, and um, he did start hitting it better again. Yeah, I, I would say that's a hundred percent the main cause when amateurs try to use these tools. Yeah, again, pros can do it. Some amateurs might be able to do it, but if you've got someone that just doesn't have the baseline arm and wrist structure, wrist angles, understand how to release a golf club, or just doesn't really have a great golf swing to begin with, they're hitting banana slices. Just putting the just putting speed on top of that, you could actually start hitting worse slices. Yeah, and we, we've a number of pros have told us they don't use them anymore because they felt it was eroding their skill for squaring the club. That's the name of the game right there. And, again, your ball speed is going to tank when that happens. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, you bring up a good point. When, when we see guys coming in who are doing that, and a lot of them will bring it in, they'll have those sticks, in those training gains in their bag, and we'll see, you know, hey, man, just take a couple of rips of that. Let us kind of see what that looks like. And you're talking about massive, massive cupped wrist at the top that usually lags it all the way down, so impacts massively cupped. The club head, because nobody wants to hit those things on the ground, the club head's – a foot and a half off the ground. So the body's way more upright, which you can, we all can move faster when we're standing very upright. So you, you there's not a lot of connection or not a lot of um, the same movements going on. Not in some cases, not even close to the same movements that are required to make a golf club go faster and hit the ball squarely. No, exactly right. And that's, I mean, I, I wonder, I always wondered if you did a test Let's say you had um, golfer A used the speed training sticks right, or right. whatever, and golfer B used his driver, and they went through the same exercise regimens for six weeks. One of them used the sticks, and one of them used a the club. I wonder if there would be that much difference in the amount of club speed. I know one guy would probably hit it straighter, but I wonder yeah, if it's yeah. more this like the exercises they're going through. There's probably some value in the overspeed, underspeed, because it works in baseball. I'm just uh, yeah. For moving faster, I think it's there's a clear benefit in it. Yeah. Okay. So then, how are you moving faster? I think is the big question. And you know, we we get approached by a lot of these companies to to sell the products or endorse the products or whatever. And one of the things we always ask him is, okay, what kind of data have you collected? And the answer is always, well, we really haven't. We just what we want you guys to help us help us with. It's kind of more anecdotal. And actual data and and we've messed around and we've captured some 3d stuff you know kind of before and afters and using the swings and it's that's the data that's led us to believe that i think there's benefit in swinging left improving your left-handed swing faster maybe than improving than it improving your overall because it kind of balances out we all have an imbalance in the golf swing especially if all you ever do is hit you know right-handed shots for your righty but Outside of that, I mean, 
the skill of moving the sweet spot faster cannot be understated. And feeling where that sweet spot is yeah. relative to your, your hands and where you're twisting on the grip. And, w- and when it's when these training games, when the sweet spot is in a – it's inches from where it should be, you're not developing the same skills. You're just moving faster. Yeah, and it, great, great exercise. Yeah. And you might swing your normal swing faster, but I'm, uh, my argument is you might hit it worse. Well, we, we've definitely seen the data on that. Yeah, yeah. so – I don't know where we're going with all that, but well, I mean, it's 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 our opinion, right? It's yeah. it's well, it's it's our opinion based on the data we've collected, and we get this, we get asked this a lot. So, in in lieu of that, what are some good ways you can start to move faster? Like, I, do you have to have a training aid to move faster? I mean, I think the first thing is like try to build yourself a a solid golf swing first. So, of all the guys that that come see us. And even all online lessons, how many swings have we seen where speed was an issue? Where we've seen them and like, you know what? We just got to learn to move faster because the swings, there's no leaks in your swing at all. Never, never. never. It's always a bunch of power leaks. It's swaying the hips too much on the backswing, not recentering. They don't have the pressure early and forward enough. Mm-hmm. They're out of position with the club, and so they got to slow down. It's it's if people would just like work on building a nice, fundamentally sound golf swing with a good pivot, decent plane, controlling the club face. Instinctively, you can swing faster at that point. You're just going to move yeah. more, more like of your ability that you can move at that point. Right. You don't have to slow down. You don't have to slow down one body part so the club face can catch up and hit the ball. So I think that's the first step. And then from there, um, there's there's ways to to speed up that overall motion using some different drills that we have in something we got, we have the speed system we built it just for that right right we've got each week we give you different training drills with a golf club in your hand to try to sequence things better. It's funny, the initial parts of those workouts are slow. Yeah, it's learning the, the because motion. of the motion and the form needed to put speed on. Like, we say it all the time. The easiest thing in the world to do in a golf swing is to put speed on top of a good motion. Mm-hmm. It's impossible to put a good motion on top of speed. Yeah, exactly. You're just you're, you're probably going to swing it worse, yeah. especially if you don't have that ingrained. You can't have a bad fast swing and think I can make better movements inside of a fast swing. You have to slow it down, train the new movements, and then – you know, we, the analogy we use all the time is tying your shoes. You remember back when you learned how to tie your shoes? I, I actually probably How do. many drills did you use to tie your shoes? No drills. <laughs> you didn't use any speed drills to tie them faster like you do now? No, here's how you do it. The better I got at it, the faster <laughs> I went at it. You, how long did it take you to tie your shoes the first time you did it right? <laughs> A long time. Yeah. And and it wasn't right. Like one loop now, was long. And, and now, exactly, right? Came untied. Now, why does it take you? You don't even realize you do it when you tie your shoes. Isn't now. that it's just, crazy? It's like... So you didn't need a you didn't need a training aid to learn that, you didn't need the drills to learn that. So you can go fast and somehow magically get it right. You just had to make the right movements over and over. Yeah, and you over. had your steps that you had to go through, and the better you got at it, the faster you went. Yeah, and that is the number one speed booster. I mean, even for guys on tour, I mean, guy a few years ago I worked with on the PJ tour gained nine miles an hour. And this guy's already won several times on tours. He knows how to play golf. Yeah has a professional golf swing 
putting speed on top of that was not that difficult, but he had nine miles an hour, which is a huge amount for a professional golfer to gain. He had nine miles an hour increased speed by just improving the very things you mentioned. His timing with a shift was way off. Where he was shifting was way off. Like those sorts of things, there's so much value and so much speed to be gained in those things that golfers aren't already doing. So trying to make those poor movements faster, you really don't see a big payoff in that. No. Especially relative to all the work you're going to do to try to do that. Yeah, I would I would learn good movements, understand the, the pattern of the sequence of the golf swing, and then add some speed training on it, you know? <laughs> So that's what you want to do, but I wouldn't try to reverse engineer a good swing. You're going to, you're going to take a better swing. You're going to move a better swing faster than a poor swing. Nope. I, I, I 100% agree. And even with my swing has gotten better over the years. It's funny. My, I'm swinging it now fat, probably close as fast as I ever have. And a lot of it is because, A, I, I changed position on my body. Mm-hmm. I used to reverse slide my hips with a flat hip turn mm-hmm. on the back swing. Mm-hmm. I've got my right hip higher in, in transition. Um, I'm able to get doing that. I'm able to get the, the pressure, is, especially on these new force plates, I can see uh, where the force and pressure is under my feet. I can do that at the right time, and then the speed jumps because of that. I'm not having to, like, brute force to get clubbed speed. It almost becomes um, way more efficient for me. What, what folks don't understand, especially anyone listening to the podcast, is You've got the best swing I've ever seen you have now. And in the last, you got in Cartersville last January. Mm-hmm. So we've literally, you've been here a year yeah, now. And about like today almost. And I've, Yeah, yeah. And I've got to see you practice for a year. I don't see you practice on the range. I've never seen you practice on the range. Just warm up. Okay. We, we just hit balls before we go out, which is rare. <laughs> we go out. Yeah. Um, so I've never seen you practice on the range and 95% of the practice balls I see you hit at the warehouse are foam balls going maybe 30% speed. Yeah. So really all the practice I've seen you do is at super slow speeds, trying to perfect the movements you just talked about. And then when we get out of the course, you have familiarity with those movements and you swing it faster than I've seen you swing. Yeah, as long as I'm playing enough, my speed stays up there. You know, it'll drop off if I'm not playing enough. But I, I try to stay in decent shape. I do a lot of kettlebell work, like full body work mm-hmm. to stay in decent shape. But I, my clubhead speed's still pretty high. I'm 44 years old and don't have a great back, and I can still get it out there pretty good. Yeah, and it's it's not – you haven't done that by speed training. You've done that by just improving your swing. Yeah, improving. Now, if you wanted to go to, say, to 130, uh, yeah, you would have to do both. I would. I'd have to get – Body would have to be really tuned I'd up. probably grab some of the sticks and be careful yep. I'm not messing my club face yep. up, right, or, yep. or figure out something that with the golf clubs that could light heavy, medium, right? You're ta- yeah, the, the process of taking a good swing and making it faster is different than taking – just I'm not hitting it far enough with my buddies with my current over the top swing. I'm just going to start training for speed. That's, that's a lot. That's the different. mistake of the. That's the whole podcast in one statement. If you're just getting out driven and you haven't looked at anything like like balls, like is it overspinning? Is it right. what's your angle right. of attack? Like, and you just, where's the lowest hanging fruit? Yeah, you know, what? Just trying to add speed to that. You're probably going to spin it more with the driver. Hell, you might get less distance because yeah. there's a cutoff when you know. If you maybe 
not swinging as fast now, but you're catching the ball a certain part of the club face, and it's not quite spinning as much, but you add speed to it, and maybe now you're hitting down a little bit more. You add more backspin, you're, you're hitting it shorter. You need more twist face. I mean, yeah. <laughs> the new stealth. That'll fix you. Yep. fix you up. Carbon fix you right up. But you're exactly right. So, I mean, first, make your golf swing better. Make it good enough to where when you put speed on it, you're actually going to see the gains because it takes a lot of effort to speed train. Like, you can wear yourself out pretty quickly when you're speed training. And if you're doing that consistently and you're seeing very little gains or you're scoring worse or the ball's going farther into the trees, that's not going to be your answer. Get your swing better. In a lot of cases, you're going to have to practice slower to make your swing better to go faster. That's a kind that's of a hard, hard pill for a lot of guys to swallow. Yeah, you've got to get the movement patterns right. Right. And then you can put some speed on it. Absolutely. But there's a lot of paths to speed, and that's probably the most consistently consistent path that we see guys gain significant speed is by improving their golf swing first and yeah. adding speed. It's like tying your shoes. Yeah, Think about if, if you're in it. If, Back to the beginning, if you're using the sticks and they're helping you, good for you. There yep. probably is a lot of merit. I know in baseball, the light, heavy, medium protocol that's been measured. I, don't, I just don't think it's been done in But they're not yet. doing that to players who can't throw. That's that's a good point. Or hit. If you can't hit the catcher, they're yeah. not doing over-under training with you. Or you, you, can't, you don't know how to swing a baseball yeah. bat. Yeah. If you can't hit the receiver running across the field yeah. and you overshoot him by 15 yards, going faster is not going to be so your answer. Learn the motion, then grab the sticks if you want, yep. put the speed on, do this low, medium, heavy. Kettlebells are faster. great. I love kettlebell just because I feel like it, it's a whole body motion like the golf swing. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Anyways, that got off on a tangent, but that's all right. Are we good here? We're good. So if you're enjoying these, please go over to iTunes, leave us a five star, preferably in a written review. And, um, Please share these with your golfing buddies. We're trying to help as many people as we can. You can help us do that. Mm-hmm.